Welcome to Streets, Sports, and Success with your host, Simon and Maurice. Let's go. What's up, gang? Welcome to another episode of Streets, Sports, and Success with Simon and Maurice. And today's topic is going to be humility everything grounded and rooted in humility and how that could elevate your life. And so the quote that I'm going to start with is obedience is better than sacrifice. And that was out of the Bible. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And I believe sacrifice is, is at the root of taking yourself and your life to the next level. If you can't sacrifice as a parent, your kids can't grow. If you can't sacrifice as a husband or a wife, your family can't grow sacrifice is what creates opportunities for other people Mm -hmm. but obedience is greater than sacrifice and 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 so let's start out with that i think in order to even that's about being coachable and so most people don't think they're not coachable but i think there's levels of coachability Mm -hmm. and and what i've learned as a coach is you know a lot of people they'll ask me well how how were you able to do things so fast. And so I'll give credit to, you know, I think that I, I lucked out what, what was once a, uh, an obstacle for me became a blessing for me. I, you know, I, I had a balance of, of street smarts and, and book smarts. And, and I think that helped me a little bit in, in business. Um, the blessing of, 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 of just God being, you know, just, just, I can't not give credit to being blessed with certain things from the Lord, but, I think a big part of it was being able to accept uh, coaching Mm -hmm. hard, hard coaching and mentorship. And so I think that sped things up because if I have to sit here, like if there's some people I could, I could just say, Reese, get your shit together or, or, you know, this don't match, put something else on or whatever. No problem. Boom. 10 seconds. We're out the door. There's some people that the feelings get hurt. Mm -hmm. And so I have to sit there and, you know, I love you, Mo. Hey, man, this is great. All this is good. But maybe a better thing to do would be. And so that conversation could take us one minute and we could get to working. Or it could take 30 minutes to where not only did it take you 30 times the amount of time, but it also starts to wear down the person to where they're like, dude, I don't even have 30 minutes to, to, to even get into trying to coach this person today mm-hmm. because I know they're not going to be able to take the coaching. So I'm not even going to get into it because I can't deliver this in the amount of time that I need to deliver it. I can't. And so I think that if you want to speed up your life, you're going to have to learn from others. I I think for me to, for, for me to have a phone and if me and you started another phone company and our job was to build a, a phone and we didn't use this as a platform of saying, all right, the next phone we create has all these things, but then another, another thing level. on top of it. Mm-hmm. And to go all the way back to the old school phones where you to start from there would be stupid. Yes. And, and so without using somebody that has 20 years experience, 10 years experience, five years experience, whatever, when you have guidance and coaching and mentorship to not use everything that they've accumulated. And let's say we got three people that all got uh, 10 years experience that are good at what they do. Cause not all experience is good experience. It's, it's, it's people that are good at what they do. If you got experience, I'll take people with, with no experience or six months experience over somebody with 20 years experience that ain't even good at what they do. I get, so I, get, it, it, I agree. It's, it's, it's experience. <laughs> 
that ain't everything. But if I have three people that are good at what they do and they're a student of the game, they have 10 years apiece. That's 30 years experience. I can put into me. You're number one. I can get that wisdom from these people. Mm -hmm. And so I think that shot my career up and still is a foundation for everything that I do so, uh, to keep in that spirit of, of learning. Now, I want to slow down. I'm going to let you go after that. When you said this, and I, I, don't want this, I don't want people to glaze this over. So essentially what he said is he said, I let somebody run through the gauntlet of business for 30 years, figure everything out, and I was humble enough to accept that gift from just listening to them and I'm able to operate as if I've had 30 years of experience. And now I can take that information, put it on top of what I have right now, and keep on moving down the road. But go ahead. I, I just don't want people to, like, go over that point. Well, I watch, I watch people and my peers, you know, that would come in with me. And we had the same coach, the same person saying the same shit to all of us. But some would implement 90%. Some would implement 80%. Some would think it was bullshit. Some would feel like he was talking to him mean or, you know, get offended and all in their feelings. And, and I tried to stay as close to 100% of implementation as possible to make a copy of the copy because I wanted everything that that person had. This shit worked for him. So I'm like, well, if I could just go ahead and do, go ahead and stamp that sucker down, then I should be able to have the same thing. And I didn't want there to be any chances that I didn't get what I was coming for. And so I didn't want to say, well, you know, I'm going to not do this. I'm going to not do that. I'm going to not do this. And so in the process of being humble and being coachable, I think one of the battles you're going to have to, to, to fight is negative people in your life uh, are going to say, well, you're just this person's bitch, or you're just, you know, you kiss this person's ass yeah. or you just this person's flunky or, you know, you, you just listen to whatever this person's, you know. And, and, and so I remember hearing some of those grumblings, not directly to me, but I, I heard what was going on. Mm -hmm. um, you know, now I would be able to handle it at that point. I don't know how I would have handled it but, directly but, to me. No, no. Speaking to that, uh, because I've 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 been in situations where those grumblings are in the air when somebody's learning from somebody, when somebody's being talked about, right? And it's the little mindedness, right, from the people who make those comments to understand that they don't have the humility, because that's what we're talking about, to get next to somebody and to say, let me learn. And being next to somebody and being able to learn from them, even if they're younger than you, doesn't mean you're somebody's bitch or somebody's fuckboy or whatever a person says. It means that I'm positioning myself and aligning myself to fucking get every blessing and every fruit that falls from this tree accordingly. And I think people have a bigger time, what I call it, and I don't excuse my language of saying is just shutting the fuck up. You feel where I'm coming from? And I know a lot of uh, times in sports you could talk a little bit rougher to people, but in society you can't. And that's why I'm grateful for coming up through sports. Same. Because somebody Same. can talk to me a little bit rough and I don't Young. internalize it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so listening to it, most people need to shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're accelerating within an industry that your performance just calls for you to move forward, you're really going to enter into an industry where you have a supervisor, a manager, or somebody who's guiding your career. And in all business, the person who's in charge. And you're you, always going to have somebody you're answering to no matter what. Every, like, everything. Even as an entrepreneur. You know, and you're a business owner, you're answering to your clients. Customers. You're answering uh, to, you're, you're always uh, going to answer to somebody. 
everybody answers to somebody, get that shit out your head that you can just get to a place in business and and freely operate. It's just it's just the world we live in and in the capitalistic government based society, you you're never going to be free to you'll be free to control your time, but you're just not about to move forward with no regard. That's why they have fucking prisons. You feel what I'm coming from? Mm-hmm. But the point of the story is, and I really want people to understand is learning to shut the fuck up is not a bad thing. Oftentimes we get to think that we know how to do everybody's job better. We think that the people in front of us could be doing something better. And we don't know how to just say, hey, this person is in a, in a situation that's far greater than the one I'm currently in. How about I just sit back, right? Chill, assess where I'm currently at, assess where they're at, pick up on skills, pick up on conversation, pick up on how they present themselves, pick up on how they respond to adversity. And then, like you say, put myself as a carbon copy of this person, get to that level. And then once I'm at that level, I can see how things are seen from that level. Because even oftentimes, I've also understood that people don't understand um, of what other levels take. So they, so they, So they make comments or they criticize people not knowing that their set of circumstances aren't your set of circumstances, right? I'll give you an example. They want the perks, but they don't understand the price. I'll give you a prime example, right? So there was a lady I walked up to who was outside of our office. I walk up to her and she said, "Um, Maurice, you know, you never call me and congratulate me. You never uh, uplift me, right? Or you never tell me I'm doing a good job. And so I says um, in our weekly leadership meeting, when I say, you know, we on track, job well done. That's it. You feel I'm coming from? Um, but I don't have the time to coddle you because there's so many other responsibilities that go with this company. She assumed that as a, if I'm sitting around looking at a pie chart and that I'm just like not calling people, telling them that they're doing a good job. And I say, you know, it's a lot of stuff that goes into making this happen. And then when I explain to her what my day looks like, she's like, oh. And I say, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm making sure that you have opportunity to service. I'm making sure that we have the right relationships. I'm making sure we market it right. I'm making sure cash flow is coming in. I'm making sure that we have houses for our people to live in. I'm making sure that we're putting together a detox building. I'm making sure that we have more real estate for our people to grow in for housing. I'm making sure all this other stuff happens. So I'm not insensitive, but I'm running a business. But how you see me and what you think of me are how you may perceive the, the, the relationship it may come off indifferent, right? And that has nothing to do with humility. It has something to do with just people perceiving that other people don't do what they feel they should be doing, so they make criticisms or inaccurate uh, judgments on other people. And that's just to say to the person who's, you know, who may be around somebody that they can learn or somebody who may be supervising them, don't assume uh, another man's responsibilities or what they should be doing if you're not in their It's own. almost like not understanding what your parents or what your mom or what this person went through raising you unless you're not until you're yeah. in that person's situation. Yeah. You know, people typically will value their parent or parents more once they have kids mm-hmm. and they realize, whoa, this is yeah. what they did. This is what they had to go through. Or man, she was a single mom raising three boys in the hood. Like I could, it's hard, a lot. hard for me to do what you know, uh, one kid and two parents and money, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, all of that, you, you know, so you, you, you start to value that once you get into that situation. Same thing in business, though. And, and so I think that, um, you know, in the perspective of, of if you really want to go somewhere fast and accelerate, it has to be grounded back to, you know, humility. Humility in a, in a stance of, you know, being able to allow somebody to coach you 
and tell you what it is that you need to hear and not be afraid of how you're going to take it. Humility in, in the sense of, all right, if I'm going to learn the recipe of how to cook this, how to make this spaghetti, and I come and they say, all right, there's uh, you know three spoons of this, two spoons of that, and let it sit out for 30 minutes. And the closer you can get to following everything to the T, the closer you're going to get to the outcome of the recipe that you went there for mm -hmm. in the first place. And so people will come to me and, and ask for the recipe at times, and I'll watch very few execute what the recipe is that I just got done giving them. You know, it's almost like you going to the doctor and saying, all right, I want, you know, I, I need you to fix this for me. And that's why the doctor will say, you know, take the whole prescription to the end, because if you don't take it to the end, there's a chance that it won't work. Or it'll come back or whatever. Like, I just want to tell you guys out there, the closer that you get to following what it is that the person that, that, that is, that is coaching you has put in front of you as the routine. If you're drawing, if I'm drawing up a workout plan for somebody, here's what you eat. Here's, here's how much water, here's how much protein, here's what the exercises are. Here, if you do all of that, you're probably going to get the results. 100%. The closer you stay to that, the more the results are going to be. The, least, the, the less amount that you stick to, the more you get away from that and deviate from that, we don't know what the results can be. And the scariest part of it all is when you start to get off of that plan and you have some success because what will happen is you think that because you got off the plan, I, I don't need to do that. And then down the road, you end up realizing, man, he was trying to teach me the fundamentals. And so I was able to get away with carrying the ball out here all the time until I started playing up at a, a level. level. And I got to keep this thing tough because they all fast and they're all big and they all been practicing. And you know what I mean? And, and, I, and so I, I think it. I just want to to reinforce the fact that it takes a lot of humility because a lot of times the people that are good, they have an ego. There's a certain, there's a certain level of ego that it takes in order to be a leader. Yes. 100%. You know, you, you, you can't be this, uh, you know, it's, you have to have, even if you're quiet, you have to have a certain level of, of assert yourself, uh, ego, stubborn, confidence in a sense confidence in yourself enough that says i'm gonna i'm willing to walk alone if i have to you know i'm not gonna follow what everybody else says follow me that type of deal and so it makes it hard for people to be coachable that have that that ego and 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 so we'll, we'll move forward from this but i just wanted to pound this home for everybody that i think that 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 we have to stay as close if you know you have the right coach and they got the results and they care and they've gotten results you just got to get that plan and stick 100% to that plan the best that you possibly can and ask questions. If you're doing something and it don't work and the coach told you to do it, ask them. There's been times in, in, in jujitsu where I've had somebody coach me on something and I do it and the shit don't work. So I go back and I say, well, this ain't working. And I realized I was just off two inches. It was just... I had to slide down two inches. Mm -hmm. I had to move over a little bit. And it just that slight adjustment to the angle or hip placement or something so small changed everything. It wasn't the information that I was getting. It was the execution was 98% and it could have been 100%. That was the difference in everything that I needed it to be. Yeah, I was going to say, even when you uh, you start talking about or digging into sports, just, uh, just humility in general, 
And I think that uh, what popped in my mind was that humility allows you to uh, access the formula of what you're trying to get, of what you're trying to attain. Yep. Right. The more humble you are with people, um, genuine humility, the more people are saying to themselves, there's something in their spirit to say, okay, I can give this guy the information if he's trying to learn. And I fell victim to having success and getting outside the formula. And that's what really come down to being great, right? Because you can be great for a moment. You know, you can be great for a month. I'm pretty sure in your industry, you can have a guy who kills it for two months, three months. You feel where I'm coming from? And then I, I guarantee you, if you did an analysis on his habits and what he did once he got up and the reason he fell off, it, it came from, you know, being too involved with the success or being or, or deetering or whatever. Deviating, deviating. from the, from That's the a, system? Deviating from the system and the formula that got you to Process. that place. So I, this is what I think happens, though. I think that once we feel like we've, we've picked our success up and we've gotten it off the ground, that we can just go do our own thing and we get away from that humility and that engine and, or that, that mind, body, spirit, or that discipline, that daily discipline that kind of keeps us in that space. I think space. the daily discipline is, is a part of humility. You know, yeah. the, the, the humility to understand that I'm not promised this success next year. No. I'm, uh, it's not a destination. No. That the fear of ever going back is humility of, you know, I don't feel like I arrived. I don't feel like I'm, I'm, I'm always guaranteed to be the best. I, I feel like there's so much more that I need to do. And, and there's so many more people that I have to produce for and that I owe to and that lives I want to affect. All of that is, is rooted in, in humility and that humility will wake you up and, and get you to reading because you think yes. you're not good enough. It'll get you yes. to, to stay coachable <laughs> because you think you're not good enough. You know what uh, I mean? Oh, oh, listen but if me. your ego says I'm the best already, even if, so, so there's this where I go to the balance. Yeah. There's a certain level of, you know, you look at like a Muhammad Ali, which I know you're a fan of, you know, I have his, his quote in, in, in the gym. There's a certain level of, all right, you have to feel at points I'm the greatest. You have to. You know what I mean? I'm the baddest. But at some point in the gym, he had enough humility to wake his ass up and put the work in yes. and understand he ain't that bad that somebody else can knock him out if he don't put the work in. Mm -hmm. And so you're that bad because you put the work in. And, and, and that's grounded in some forms of humility. Somebody had to coach you. Somebody had to to tell you in the beginning how to do this, how your footwork's mm -hmm. supposed to run. It took humility to get to a certain level, and that's why Maxwell, you know, one of my favorite points to, to, to this story from John Maxwell, who's one of my favorite leadership teachers and authors of all time, is you can't get to the top on accident. That has to be intentional. I mean, it's a, it's a climb to the top, but you can fall off on accident. So we could crawl Ooh. to the top of the mountain together, and it's a grind. Ooh. Nobody's just going to fall on top of that mountain on accident. But if we ain't paying attention, me and you, whoop, fall off. And it's easy to fall off and fall all the way down the hill. It takes no energy. It, it, but it, to get up there is a lot of work. And so this you'll see this play out in that's, sports. That's the fun part, though. Right? Yeah, it's fun. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, I mean, you'll see this play out in sports, people that fall off. or You know, a lot of the, the issues – that arise once a person reaches the top uh, and, and it's never really the top, but <laughs> wherever the top is at that moment for them and you see them crash is usually always grounded in 
a lack of humility. You know, you started to feel like you were better than everybody else. You don't want to listen to nobody. I got it all figured out. I don't need to be coached. I don't need to learn. I don't need to, to say thank you. I don't need to do any of that stuff. Like, you lucky I'm here. I, I, I'll say this. Like, even, even I, don't know, I don't know if this deters from the conversation or deviates from the conversation. I keep on saying deter if that's even a fucking word. But just the process of figuring out who you are in the building process I think as you become older, you can appreciate and you put value to that. You know, um, self-discovery and just understanding that you're tough, understanding that you can persevere, understand that you have the ability to listen, understand that you, you can be soft when you need to, understand that you can be a leader and confident and, and, and boastful when you need to. Like under, having having the ability to put a value on that in your life allows you to get in a position of humility a lot faster than living for your ego, you know, because it's all, it's just ego and humility. You're just fighting one another. You're just fighting on, you know, who do I want to be or who am I presenting to the world today? And it's all rooted in ego. Well, the you the, the from? more you give, the more you receive, right? That That's a universal yeah. lesson, you know, that, Law of compensation. That a, lot of, a lot of people understand, regardless of what your religious beliefs are, you know, or whatever. And so I think a lot of that is grounded in humility. You know, so you look at saying, well, if if you understand in order to receive, you first have to give, then it takes humility in understanding that process and in being coachable in that process and acting out that process in order to grow a relationship, you know, with the person you may there, there may be a time where, you know, they say relationships are tested when we disagree. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How how does our relationship handle if there's a disagreement? How does our relationship handle if, if if something doesn't work out perfectly? You know, the 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 relationship will be tested under tension, not in 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 championships and perfect times. Anybody, you know, what do they say? Uh, sunny days, everybody loves them. Tell me, baby, can you stand in the, the rain? rain? You know what I mean? That's one of my all time. Don't get me new yeah. edition. Yeah, new yes. edition. Come yeah. on. And, and, and so anybody loves the sunshine, yeah. but but not everybody can handle the rain. And so I think a lot of the the growth in business, you know, I just uh, and I don't think Courtney listens to my podcast at all, um, but I'm going to I'm going to see if she will. So, you know, I was telling you the story about how, you know, I upset Courtney, you know, this morning. Sorry, my, Courtney. Sorry, Courtney. One, one of my staff people and. Uh, Man, she was mad. She was mad at me. I feel like, you know, you know she she just let me have it. And and uh, she's pregnant, and uh, it wouldn't have mattered. You know, I still would have had the same response. And I told her, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for it to come out that way. I'm sorry if I made you feel that way. And and how easy that was for me to say out of, out of love. And I've been able to do the same thing in, in my marriage and my relationship that that wasn't easy for me to do 10 years ago because I was grown and raised uh not necessarily by from from parents you know my mom or anything just culture just the culture culture that we don't say I'm sorry you know what I mean especially men you know but there's a lot of women out there that that now and that's a whole nother topic that feel like they need to be and maybe they were forced into a position where they had to act like but you got to figure. But so to to even hit on that and to go back, women act like men are dominant because a lack of respect given to women. You feel where I'm coming from? 
And I, I, I had to go through that. Because so so you, we, we all – so the women and the men came up in the same culture and in the, the lack of – or the, 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 the need to assert themselves more came from men being assholes. If you could just kind of think about, like, the culture we was raised in, the era. You know, for the most part, men are dickheads. You, you wouldn't want nobody from our era, like, marrying your daughter. Right. You you wouldn't 100%. want you you wouldn't want anybody. I wouldn't 100%. want it. You know, saying listen no. to me, right? <laughs> yeah, no. I wouldn't want anybody. And also to say, that I hope Courtney does listen because you know why? It made me ask myself, Courtney, Courtney, and I, and I say this in the most humble fashion. Why she? I would ask her like, why 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 did you why do you get mad or why did why did that bother you? You feel I'm coming from and, and like in in, a, in an opus and in, in an open and therapeutic way, like nobody's above criticism or nobody's above correction. You hear where I'm coming from? Mm-hmm. And that comes down to humility or, or even a response uh, as if you weren't pleased to feel like you would have to, like, feel like some, you, you're being slighted. You mm-hmm. know, like, it, so so if I say something and you don't like it um, and, and you throw up this defense that you put yourself in a position to learn, you know what I'm saying? That's, and, and, that's, and that's very it honest. Yeah, it, it goes yeah. back to humility, you know what I'm saying? And, and and I'm not while we're, while we're on the topic of of I'm not let me say this because if she do listen I don't know you Courtney to be beating you up but I just wanted to say it respectfully yeah like, <laughs> I just it was respectful but if she, she could be in the car ride home and she could say okay why like why did that piss me off and then maybe through self discovery and awareness she processes that you know say because that's all, all all we talking about just processing stuff and unpacking it and then say okay i can deal with this i'm cool to go down the i road. will say that having a couple kids of my own and uh my own wife who's been pregnant helped me through that situation with it. some experience to uh to understand how the emotions flow i get it uh you know but but we'll move forward from this but i, I just want to encourage people out there don't make you less of a woman uh to say you're sorry i mean if or a man or a man if if you if, if 10 issues arise in your relationship uh, or in business and you don't think not one of them or even a part of it has anything to do with you needing to take some ownership a little bit, chances are your ego is slightly out of, out of whack. So if this, you know, if you're listening out there, that, that's something you gotta, you gotta think about. And so, I think the stronger you become in in this, we talked about this before, the more in tune with how comfortable you are as a person, the more you're comfortable with saying, I'm sorry, the more you're comfortable with smiling in a picture, the more, you know, the, the, the more comfortable that, that you become in, in those things. You know, that was one of the things that was hard for me growing up as a kid. You know, I remember still to this day, but not as much, you know, uh, I don't know if I went much of my college career uh, where anybody could catch me smiling in a picture. There, there's not, oh, wow. there's not many of them out there. Uh, I was just the the mean mug king. Hard. Period. Uh, no smiles at all. And uh, you know, we could all go all the way back to you know where did that come from? Why did I have to act that way? Why did I feel like I had to act that way? What what what? What was I trying to give off? Why did I feel like I was trying to give that off? Because it comes from somewhere. I had to act like that, you know, and, and I felt like I had to act like that and be that way. And and, uh, and that all was rooted in, in a lack of, of humility, you know what I mean? And in, 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 uh, confidence in just who I was, you know, myself being mm-hmm. able to to be soft and, and, and still be hard at the at the exact same time. And, uh, you know, so we'll, let, let, let's roll. Let's let's move forward with, you know, how do you think? 
uh, humility would help a person that is, you know, we, we've been talking about a lot of, in business. We could keep it right in that, in that era, uh, in that line. How do you think, you know, a, a person that is open to or humble, um, how does that help their situation in business? How does that elevate a person in, in business? Uh, that any, anything you could think of, because, you know, one of the things I'm, I'm thinking of is, you know, Nat D, you know, Nat D, uh, you know, started out making 10 bucks an hour, you know, 20 hours a week with a college degree and family, you know, owns businesses successful. You know, she could have came out and been like, man, I'm better than 10 bucks an hour, you know, 20 hours a week. And in and, and, but through her humility of, you know, I never have to worry about how I handle that, you know what I mean? W how she's going to take something and you know, all of that stuff, like the humility to be able to take direction still at this point in, in me to be able to say, Hey, let's do this. Or I think we need to do this. I believe is probably the root of our success together because I, I don't really get involved in a ton of things with that. Nat's not some way, shape or form tied to. And the root of our success as a team is 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 rooted in i believe her ability to to, be to humble. stay humble and 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 take direction and be open to and then my ability back to be humble with her and say i think she's stronger than me in some areas and i i think you know there's things that i need that that she provides that i couldn't do on my own and there's some things that i think she knows or respects that i have <laughs> as a in my mind as business and, and the ability to execute and lead people that maybe she needs you know to complement the gifts the gifts that she has and I think when people start getting outside of that, they start feeling, well, I don't need this chick. I don't need to pay that chick that much. I don't, I'm good enough or I don't need this dude. I'm, I got this. I got this skill set. And, and that's how people start going sideways and losing uh, what they what they built when they start to drop that, you know, that humility piece. Oh, I get it. One thing I was going to say, and it kind of piggybacks on to what you said about Nat. Um, but the biggest deal that I think that how a person who has humility can uh, elevate is that from my position from running business, I'm more attracted to people who want to learn because it makes my job. People fun. that what? People that want to learn. That want to learn. Yeah. yeah. It makes my job fun. It makes it feel as if that, you know, every book that I've read or every experience that I've had and uh, wanting to coach that I can give it to somebody who wants it. You feel where I'm coming from? And um, prime example is a lady named Miss Maria, or we have, um, uh, well, I don't want to say her name, that would be getting into too many details, but I, I didn't even want to say Miss Maria, but everybody knows how vocal I am about Miss Maria. And Miss Maria is probably one of the most humble, uh, overworking um, go-getters within the company that we have. And Miss Maria doesn't have to ask for raises, she doesn't have to ask for anything special. Uh, her ability to want to learn, go above and beyond, stay after hours, volunteer, uh, ask how she can get better, ask if she can go get certifications. Natalie's never asked me for a dollar extra. But you've made Ever. sure. But you've made sure she's been compensated based upon her value. Felt like I had to. You had to, right? And so, I think that people who work, they don't believe that because it's like, yo, if it's not in the contract and you don't say it, you're never going to pay me. And they get caught up into assuming what you'll never do. But if you just make yourself valuable, valuable, the money will come. you're a part of a reason why things run, you're part of a reason why things go, that value created, and if that value brings revenue, right, 
they're, they're all, they're all, and I, I, I'm getting a little off, off topic, but I, I can teach you on this point. If you're in a learning position and you work for a business owner, the only thing you need to do when you walk to the, or the purpose of a business is to make money. When you walk through that door, you should have an understanding of what is the direct path to revenue? How do we make money in our establishment, right? And if I can facilitate or assist in any capacity in doing that and to go above and beyond and to sacrifice my life to the cause of making this a better business and be an instrumental part in doing that and want to learn from the people leading the company, you're naturally going to go forward. It's impossible and even if you're not repaid or paid directly from that company, the universe will take you and your skills to exactly where you're supposed to be at, right? I always say God doesn't give you what you want. He gives you the opportunity. It's on you with your character, your work ethic, and all the things that you've acquired over a period of time to basically make the most of it and steward it and basically go down the road. Yep. But you get exactly what you believe that you should have in your heart and what your work ethic produces. You create the value for. You create the value for and so if I could be of, 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 of great value to anybody or my value add to this whole conversation is that please believe that to be true. Don't come in looking for somebody to give you something that you've not produced or that you've not earned. What you should be looking to do is to add value to a company and always understand, always understand the direct path to revenue, how money is made here. How do we make money here? What do I need to do? How does it happen? And how many times do we reproduce and, and duplicate that formula? You you know, so I, I, I was with Tress yesterday mm-hmm. and, you know, we had the event where we raised the money for the vans and, and mm-hmm. all of that. And you know what my first question was to him? What's up? I'm 35 years old. We put on a good event. We raised the money. Everything went well. People had a good time. My first question is, is there anything that you saw that I could have done better? My first question, is there anything in the way that I spoke in the way that I acted, the way that I handled myself, the whole is experience. There anything that you saw that you could point out to me that I can improve on anything at all. And, uh, the only one thing that he came up with was, was I could have had the, the, the food already out. So we could have killed so just rolled into it. a half hour that we waited for just to talk. We could have talked and ate at the same time. And that would have cut a half hour off the time. Other than that, you know, that, but that was my first question. What, what things do you stand out? Let's, let's, let's start closing out on what traits do you find from people that lack humility? And then we'll, 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 we'll flip it to who do you, what, what traits do you see in people that, that show humility? And so, you know, I'll say people that lack uh, humility, um, first thing comes to my mind, they get offended, uh, when, when someone criticizes them or, 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 or coaches them. Um, what, what things come, come to your mind to people that lack humility? Um, that was one of one of them I was going to say, but always have an excuse. Excuses. Excuses. People who lack humility, uh, have an excuse for everything or everything is always someone else's fault. They can't. They can't ever uh, internalize and see their role. Take ownership. Yeah. Take take in the problem. One million percent. And they they they've become. And I'm thinking of like three people in my head. They become so crafty that they come up with great and elaborate ways to um, excuse why something isn't happening. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the fact that other people can make the same thing happen up under the same set of circumstances lets me know 
that you're just not humble enough and totally bought into the process. I you think feel I'm coming from? 100%. I think um, another one that comes to my mind is, is people that lack humility have a hard time giving credit uh, to others. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, giving, yeah. Giving compliments to others, credit to others that they, uh, for some reason, they feel if there's other people doing well that they that affects them that affects them yeah uh, people that talk uh bad about others often um <laughs> typically lack humility yeah. uh people that are disrespectful to um people of authority i think lack humility so for example let's let's say let's say i'm i'm perfect example uh you know, my, our company has a CEO, you know, a corporate CEO. I'm the CEO of my agency. I own all these operations. Based on the title, I, I would respect the person regardless because I, I do know who he is, you know, and, and, and I respect the person, his name's Steve, anyways. And, but Steve and Dave, who are now the CEO and president of the company, were once my peers from a from a position level, but also I did more production. You understand what I I'm saying? And, and so, but now I'm in a position where they're providing me leadership and, and, and I, I need to be coachable. And I try never to come off as uh, disrespectful. Uh, this year we're having a, a huge year. Last year we had a huge year and my one of my calls you know they did a quarterly review and they just pointed out a couple things that we could do better and I could tell by the conversation they were like you know it's it's hard to even point it out I mean you guys are up you know so much and you know but but we got to give it to you. I'm like now nah, give it to me give it to me because if you can point out two or three things that I could do better to take us from growing at? by three million to six million my lack of humility would cost me $3 million in growth. If you're able to point some things out from where you're sitting, from the data that you've gathered, from the resources that you have at a corporate level, from a $15 billion company, the resources that you have to be able to point some of these things out that I don't have to be able to see, that would cost me more than costing me at the moment of feeling like, why are you talking to me? I'm, I'm about to put up $20 million this year. We're up more than everybody else this year. You know, that 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 process, I think, is is one that I've tried to cultivate over the years that I didn't always, you know, have as a child. But as an adult, I've learned that's 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 the way to win. You know, I, I heard a man say before, pride is expensive. I want to win. Pride is expensive. I want to win. And so what's the mission? You know, the 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 for me to win every argument. You know, with 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 my spouse or or or, you know, because of pride, you know, that's that'll come at a price, you know, could cost you your family, your kids, your happiness, your joy to not, you know, whatever uh, my pride of, of, you know, my staff, you know, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, court was like, you know, I was, you know it, from a prideful standpoint, I would be like, who are you talking to like that? Get out of here. All you know what I mean? Rooted in ego. Rooted in ego. From a humility standpoint, I'm thinking maybe she's right. You know what? Maybe why did I deliver it that way? Maybe I could have done. Maybe it's 50-50. You got to be a little bit less sensitive, but but I got to be. You know, Take I, some I, off. I, I could have done something better. You know, in mm-hmm. this process, uh, the ability to take to take coaching from my people, 
You know, I think some of the best ideas I've gotten have come from some of my top players, top performers. Who's in it? Who's in the in the field, in the battle, mm-hmm. in the game. You know what I mean? I think a lot of coaches can't take input from other people, from other from other players. I've gotten great ideas from from people that are in their first three years in this business, and, and I've taken them and run run with those ideas. Uh, even when you said that, you know what I thought about? Uh, a person just not being able to... Forgive me for saying I a lot. You know, I try my best to not. But when I'm speaking from my experiences, I'm not educated enough to replace that I with another word. Oh, <laughs> shit. I don't know how else we say it. This is, this is all... At the end of the day, this is all our perspective on what happens and the people who listen. You know, uh, I, I tell you like this, and I want to say thank you to the people who have, um, who have asked, um, you know ask questions through the direct message about the podcast, right? And so I I was going to show you, I got like two screenshots of dudes who uh, download and subscribe to to the platform. So I do want to encourage you all, uh, if you have somebody who you believe could benefit from it, to share it, to, you know, give it away. Um, Everything I say uh, on these platforms, and and I I take, I think I may take these more series and interviews. And I, I look at podcasts and like, when I think when we look back in time, um, over like you know how like uh, something special is happening, but people don't realize it. Just in the um, in the history of Earth, to be able to deliver over an extended period of time your own information to people, I think people are gonna look look at this back in time and, and appreciate it years from now. That's just my personal understanding. Just as audio books were done in a, like a fashion, and, and people appreciate them years later, how everybody appreciates Think and Grow Rich. I try to make sure to be as true and real and honest so when a person picks this up months from now, years from now, they can say, okay, that shit still applies to me today. You feel where I'm coming from? I do. And I, I, just, do. I just believe like to have um, have high-quality microphones, high-quality production system, and to just give solid and sound advice, I, I believe like that's part of giving to the world. Like I think oftentimes when we talk about giving, we think money. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to think about money or material mm-hmm. possession, but... Mm-hmm for you to say karmically right to give kindness and thoughtful words and uh, energy that you are, are, are intention to uplift something else. I think that those things are naturally given back to you in some capacity. So I don't know. That's, that's my, my personal feeling. Let's close out a couple, a couple things that stand out about people that are humble versus people that, you know, we already mentioned some things about people that are not humble. Yeah. What about folks that are humble? What qualities or, or, or even examples of people, you know, you gave one uh, of people that walk in humility uh, stand out. Now I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll go back and forth with you on uh, traits of, of people that walk in, in humility. Um, I think servant uh, comes, comes to my mind, servant, you know, the person that, comes to my mind is is Jim Trussell you know I for for some reason you know I brought up at some point we needed vans and randomly he calls me and wants to take hours out of his schedule to come to Pittsburgh and put together an event and I'm thinking like who does that you know why why you know he can't get any there's nothing that that he needs from me you know why would that person do something like that you know for 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 me never um you know, acting arrogant or, you know, cocky, just always uh, respectful to others. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was sitting on his porch one time and, and the newspaper guy showed up. And, you know, people that aren't grounded in humility would be like, 
screw the newspaper guy. Like, look at this bum. You know <laughs> what I mean? Cars beat up in my car in my driveway, spilling oil. You know what I mean? And I mean, he gets up and talks to this guy and knows his name and introducing me and telling me about his family and what he's going through. And I mean, this kid had to be 19 years old, pants sagging, braids. You know what I mean? Like, not a not a person that that if you just snap, psh, take a picture of the situation without knowing the characters, you would never think that they would have a, mm -hmm. a relationship. And so, you know, people that treat the janitor, you know, the same way that they would the treat the CEO, mm -hmm. you know, those people stand out as, as people that are, that are humble to me. People mm -hmm. that, that, um, feel blessed to be a part of things, um, versus that the world owes them everything, uh, stand out as humble to me you know like you talked about life goes on you know you mentioned uh you know the finals happen and lebron ain't in it and still there's energy you know mm -hmm. that it, and, and so when when you look at you know people that you know even in my company you know i'm thinking there's people that i have watched walk themselves off a cliff that were having so much success because they thought they were god's gift to this company that the company couldn't move on without them and two years later, company was still pushing after they were gone. And so I always tell people, I know this company will run uh, with or without me. You know, maybe I'm a big player, you know, but I know this company's been around they, they before will. I thought, before I ever was born, you know, 70 years ago, this company was around. And they're going to be around after And they're going to be around after I'm gone. You, you know what I mean? Right. And, and so uh, I, don't, I don't ever get it out of whack, the balance of, yeah, I score some touchdowns. We provide value, no doubt. And I think the the leaders of the company, if they're they should they should walk in humility and appreciate that player, that individual, that running back, that per. You know, uh, you know, Tress, we joke, and he says, you know, oh, this gray hair I didn't have before Maurice, but he said I also didn't have a national championship either. You know, so he'll he'll balance it with with still saying I owe him so much. And I'm appreciative and I value the fact that maybe I wouldn't have been able to do this without them. And so I think that's the balance that a person needs to, to, to have is, man, you know what? I appreciate this company so much that I wouldn't have any of the things that I have. All the whole platform of all the other companies and all the other things started with this, this opportunity. And that mutual appreciation and balance you know, I think is is some things that stand out about humility. Any any traits you would add to uh, people that are walking in humility? No, I mean, um, I, f I found out me just man, just be a silent soul. You know what I'm saying? Being silent. Yeah, to do do like, and, and I'm I'm really speaking on myself uh, because I, I had to go through a heavy transition of that. You know what I'm saying? And just learn how to. Why don't you talk about that? Uh, I feel like people being open about their struggles is yeah. what people can relate to the most. Yeah, no, no doubt. So, you know, when, when, when you start, even start talking about this, you know, to go uh, and have uh, everything that you could probably want from an athletic standpoint at your at your beck and call, you know, to, to win everything. Uh, there's a lot of ego inside of winning championships and, and being named a notable player. And, you know, to go to the NFL and to lose it all um, – and to, to look back and to see why you lost it all, it was because you were doing more talking than listening. You know, I think that that's a part of humility. Um, I think that um, Big time. places to help you get there is reading. I think the more you read, the more you realize you don't know. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, and I think, you know, you're just constantly going through the circulation of processing uh, the information you already have in your head. If you don't do any reading, you're just juggling around the shit that you've had in your head for years and just recategorizing it. You know what I'm saying? But learning allows you to be more humble. Uh, it, it's definitely helped me. Um, you know, but but I, I just I just I, I call it staying solid, man. You know, just just being able to to put yourself in a position of ultimate learning, and just staying there. You know, what I'm saying, and I and I have uh, times where they may be challenging. I think one of the most uh, challenging times is within my household um, because I used to objectify women. You feel I'm coming from, and you think to yourself. You're coming up, you're like, hey, man, you know, women are here for sex and to serve me. You feel I'm coming from? So that was lot, the culture. That's the culture. And, you, and you're and if not, then we'll replace on to it. the next one. Right. Yeah. And so you get rooted in that thinking. And a lot of your behavior unconsciously is rooted in how you treat people. Like you feel I'm coming from. Yeah. And then you start to have success. And you begin to pay for stuff uh, within your house. So you take care of everything. You think everything is at your beck and call. But it's not really like that. You know, you, you don't own your lady. You don't own your children. You don't own people. You feel where I'm coming from? And going through those processes of thinking less of myself and like, yo, fam, like, you're tripping, you're bugging out. This ain't your fucking slave. She's not your slave. You know, when you start to think like that, you know, life takes a different turn. And so that, that's what I've been able to do, man. Um, you know, not let my success get the best of me now uh i think falling on my ass and going broke and not having nothing coming out of prison with 400 bucks i think that fucking definitely was a was a was of help to me and so um you know they say back in the hood they say a hard head make a soft ass hard head right i remember my dude definitely make dad a soft ass. you know big jim used to be like hey jimmy hard head make a soft ass i'm thinking yeah. man, i don't want to do 300 pounds coming over here talking yeah. shit about a hard head make a soft ass i'm out of here but in in closing go ahead I, I think I just want to encourage you guys out there. I think there's strength in in humility. Um, it, it's it's not weakness no. to to be humble because it takes more strength uh, because it's fighting what your flesh really wants to do. And um, you know they say those that exalt themselves will be humbled, and and that's what you were just talking about. And so, you know, what you've learned, you know, you can learn it the hard way or the easy way. Yes, sir. And but those that humble themselves will be exalted. And so you pick what do you want? And, and you could think of areas of your life. Uh, I guarantee you right now where if you did not humble yourself uh, that you have gotten humbled at some point. And you could probably think of people in your life that walked with humility that ended up being exalted. Oh. And so test that one out, uh, subscribe that to your life. And while we're on the topic of subscribe, can you please hit the subscribe button, share this with others and, uh, and, and subscribe and let's uh, share the love and spread the word. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Streets, Sports and Success. Let's get it.